Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, Bulls Nation, and welcome in to the CHGO Bulls Podcast, presented to you by PointsBet. Don't forget that promo code CHGO when you sign up to live your bet life. I'm Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. You can follow Big Dave here at BOW, B-A-W-L Sports. And joining us in that adorable little circle, our guy Will the Goat Gottlieb. He's on Twitter at Won't Gottlieb. We are CHGO underscore Bulls. Our producer Joey here hanging out with us today as well. Um, So... Just wanted to quickly address what happened yesterday. Uh, as we were doing the show and wrapping up the show yesterday, news was breaking that um, another school shooting happened. Um, this one down in Uvalde, Texas at Robb Elementary School. Uh, at this point, we've learned that 19 students as well as two teachers were killed. Um, and that's not really something you can ignore. Um so first and foremost, I just want to check in with my guys here and, and ask you guys how you uh, are doing. Big Dave, how are you doing? Uh, better now. Uh, I wasn't all day today. Honestly, to be completely honest, uh, I didn't feel better until I talked to Will on the uh, call that we were doing the meeting on. Because, uh, yeah, man, Mike, it, it was – I've been trying to process it and accept it, you know what I mean, something like this, but – Man, my heart aches for those families, man. Like it just I can't understand that aspect. And I don't and, and I look at this stuff and I'm like, this is why I don't have children. Cause I don't know how I, I will react. I know how I am about my family. I know how I am. Like I'm I'm like a mother gorilla about my family, bro. So when I hear stuff like this, my heart just aches for these families that are going through something like this. And I'm like, well, if I feel this way, you know, this has nothing to you know, it's, it's nothing on what they're probably going to have to feel for the rest of their lives, you yeah. know, and things like that. So uh, it's just tough, man. Um, I know you have to because, you know, it being in Texas and, you know, you having family in Texas. I also have family in Texas that I uh, checked in with, man, my uh, niece and her um, her two children. But just to keep it short, man, like it's my heart aches for those family, man. I, I can't comprehend this. It's just tough. It's hard. And my heart just goes out to those families, man. That's all, all I can do is offer them the love that I have uh, in my heart, and that's it, man. But it's it's hard to uh, comprehend. Yeah, and I think, you know, what Steve Kerr said last night before the Warriors game really stuck with me about not getting numb to it. And I think that's kind of 
Dave, what you're saying is like, all I can do is offer condolences. And it's like, that's all you can ever do. And it keeps happening. And I just, yeah, I mean, when you saw the the pictures of all the kids and the teachers, um, you you really have to just like force yourself to look at that stuff and really feel it because otherwise we're just going to get numb to it because this just won't stop for whatever reason. And yeah, I mean, my best friend is a teacher. He teaches fifth grade and it's just crazy to think that like he could be putting his life on the line to, to teach kids fifth grade. You know, it's just, it's so awful and sad and heartbreaking. And I hate that we have to keep talking about it, but nothing is changing. These are the babies, like that's what is really getting me, bro. These are the babies, and you're right about it. My whole family's background is education. You know what I'm saying? That's all I really know, like teachers and principals, and you know things like that. That's my whole family's background. So, but it's just it's the babies, man. That's what always gets me, bro. Like it's the babies, and even the young man, you know, who did it. He was a baby. You know, he was a baby, bro. He was 18, 18 years old. year old. He was a baby. So they walked into a store and bought an assault rifle. Look, okay, <clears throat> CHGO and what we do here is a lot about being Chicago sports fans and taking pride in being Chicago sports fans, but it's also about taking pride in being Chicagoans in general. And, you know, the, the show that we do once a week, the CHGO Sports Podcast with our guy Kevin Kadick, is some sometimes about Chicago sports and sometimes it's just about Chicago and the city that we all uh, love and the city that we live in. Um, and the part that is additionally frustrating after you just do your best to get past the tragedy of innocent lives lost is you always know that question is right around the corner from certain people. Well, what about Chicago? What about Chicago? Illinois has pretty strict gun laws and Chicago has a horrible gun violence problem. Okay. A couple of things there. Yes, there is no denying that we have a horrible gun violence problem in the city of Chicago. And it's awful. And a lot of the athletes in this city, my guy Joakim included, have spoken up and done what they can to try to curb that gun violence. <sighs> a lot of the guns that are a problem here in Chicago and the gun violence in Chicago are not from here. Mm -hmm. They come from across the state borders of Wisconsin and Indiana where there are much looser gun laws. So I am sick and tired of hearing that from people saying, well, what about Chicago when yet another school shooting or the shooting at a grocery in Buffalo, not even two weeks ago, or shootings in churches, wherever it is. Well, what about Chicago? I'm sick and tired of hearing that question. I'm sick and tired of having to explain to people why that's bullshit. Because yes, our city has violence problems and we all need to try to fix them as best we can and to address them by voting, by being active in our communities. But I hate when people who aren't from this city use it as an excuse to hide from culpability of real shit that's going on elsewhere. Just now, Governor Texas, Texas Governor Greg Abbott, I saw in my Twitter feed quoting, saying, well, what about Chicago? There are, quote, real gun laws in Chicago. I hate to say this, there are more people that are shot every weekend in Chicago than there are in schools in Texas. Take the word Chicago out of your mouth, Greg Abbott, because that's bullshit. And I'm freaking sick and tired of it. Yeah, man. 
And what I also want to say is that I appreciate that as this was all unfolding yesterday, right after we finished our show, our guy Brandon from All City, from DNVR, hit all of us up to say, look, I want you all to know that you can speak whatever is on your mind on social media, on your Twitter accounts, on your shows today and tomorrow. You have my full support. And there are plenty of people who are sports fans who say stick to sports. I'm sorry, but sports are a part of culture, and this is what's happening in the world. I, I, I've never understood the stick to sports people because we are all human beings, more so than we are sports fans. And there's no way that those things can't intersect. And I have never had a problem for as long as I have been even modestly a sports personality in the city of Chicago saying goodbye to people that have an issue with that. I don't need you in my life, and I won't apologize for that ever. And you should. Well, it's also, you know, sports are entertainment. It's, in a lot of ways, a distraction from the other things that are going on in the world. And we're lucky enough to be able to make this such a big part of our lives. But back to what I was saying before, like, if you're just only using this as a distraction and not actually, you know, confronting and facing these things that are going on, you stay numb to it and then things don't change. And so I completely agree with you, Matt, that it's important we talk about it and not, you know, let people try to bully us into sticking to sports. That's never been who I am, who I want to be. And and you're absolutely right. We're very lucky to work for a company and for a CEO who's supportive of, of that and for us to be able to, to talk about these things. And what's also was wild to me again, while I was feeling like I was on top of that tragedy, two years ago, George Floyd was murdered by the police today, May 25th, same day. So just all that, you know, like it's, I question your, your soul if that doesn't feel, if you don't feel that, if you become numb to stuff like that. I will never become numb to something like that, to hearing 18 children were murdered at school two days before summer vacation. I was talking to friends of mine in the DM on Twitter, and one of them is telling me, was telling me how his night was. He was like, I spent it with my daughter in her bed. So you know how hard it was for me to drive her to school today? You know what I'm saying? That's real, man. There's nothing phony about this. You don't you don't become numb to stuff like that. Nah. You don't become numb to that. I don't care what your line of work is or what you do. You don't become numb to these things, and we never will be. And Matt said it best. I'm I'm honored to be here on this kind of platform where it's encouraged and it's allowed to speak what you feel and to speak your mind. I've been on a platform that has that hasn't been allowed like that any platform I've been on with Matt we've been allowed to have these kind of conversations and I respect all those people for that but yeah I question I question you man like you you should feel something when you see this many children gone for nothing and you know like Will said too mad respect to Steve Kerr who always has been fearless of offering his thoughts and using his platform when things like this happen um he, along with a lot of the NBA players, were very vocal when George Floyd happened a couple of years ago. And, um, and you've seen NBA players and, and professional athletes of all kinds over the last 
24 hours or so using their platforms. So whatever platform it is you have, whether you're an NBA athlete with millions of followers or us here with a humble little sports show, um, use your voice uh, as best you can. I want to just say, first of all, I appreciate you guys taking the time to talk about this and be real about it. And thank you to Brandon for allowing us and, and everyone at CHGO for taking this seriously and shining the light on it that it deserves. And, you know, if you're, if you're listening to this and you are outraged at home, get out there and, and, and vote when you can. Use, use the powers that we have as, as people in this democracy to make the changes that we wish to see because we know, you know, if you go listen to what Steve Kerr said, we are, the vast majority of Americans feel the same way on these issues. And, and it's important that we remember that we do have a power in all this. And so go out and, and make your voice heard just like we're doing on this, on this platform right here. And if this bothers you, then tune out. We don't, we don't care. So before we transition and actually talk about some basketball today, um, just wanted to, to share and spread our love and support for, of course, obviously the families that were affected by this, but also anybody out there uh, in Bulls Nation who is finding it harder to be a parent today, to be a sibling today, to be an aunt or uncle today, because like Dave said, it's kids and there's nothing more tragic than this thing that happened yesterday that happens far too often. And we're here for y'all. Um, and just, you know, <laughs> Dave, so I was sitting at a desk over there, you know, an hour or so ago, and Dave walks in and he said, so so what's the good news today, Matt? <laughs> and I, I don't know if he could tell that my vibe was <laughs> not my usual happy vibe. You know, the mood around the office has been down today. Because we're all trying to grapple with this, and that stinks. But you know, try and find find the bright side and find the positives when you can, and just know that there are people out there who who love you and care about you, and we are some of those people. All right. All right. Okay. Um. Hey, here's some happy news. What's up, Demar Derozan? All NBA second team. I'll take that. How's how's that for a rough transition, y'all? I'll take y'all? that. Did the best he could. Oh goodness gracious! <laughs> Stick shift. Uh, so these announcements came out as they were doing pregame Ooh, for the conference that, finals game last night. I need that. <laughs> nice work on that graphic there from our guy Joey. Yeah, I need to put that up. Um, so look, I think maybe halfway through the season. Maybe when Demar was having that incredible run in the he had in the month of February, people yeah. were thinking. We could be looking at a first-team All-NBA selection here for DeMar, mm-hmm. uh, which would have been the first of his career. His numbers, his efficiency dip a little bit in the final third of the season, and along with that, the Bulls' team record dips significantly. <laughs> and that, I think, is probably why you saw him slide from maybe flirting with a first-team nod to the second team. And he actually just barely scraped into the second team if you look at the votes. Uh, as the second forward on the second team, DeMar had a total vote of 184, uh, LeBron James being the next forward up on the third team with 169. So he beat LeBron by 15 votes yeah. for the final forward spot yeah. of the second team. Do either of you guys take issue with where DeMar landed in these All-NBA votes, and then from there we can get into issues with snubs or, or guys who don't deserve to be there um, on other teams? I, I didn't. I, I thought he was second team for a long time. Um, don't We talked about him being a first team when he was being talked about in the top five MVP voting, which we knew would come with winning. 
It was like he wins, you know, and that happens if the Bulls are number one or number two seed. Then we can have those discussion about first team All NBA. That's fine. But once that started to happen, that decline and all that, but you still couldn't dismiss the numbers that that man was putting up. You were like, yeah, second team seems fair. I would have been heated if he was third team. To be completely honest with you, I would have been heated if that dude ended up on the third team, man. There was no way he belonged there. No, he belonged on that second team. He had an absolutely incredible year, a year that nobody, including the people here in Chicago, were expecting from uh, DeMar DeRozan. We talked yesterday with Stacey King about it. And I asked him, you know, what was his biggest surprise? Who was his biggest surprise to see? He was like, dude, DeMar DeRozan. Mm-hmm. It was him. It could. I thought I was thinking Io, honestly. Right, yeah. And he was like, no, it's DeMar. He was like, I wouldn't expect. I knew he was going to be good. I wasn't expecting 28 a game, DeMar DeRozan. I wasn't expecting to talk about him with Wilt and Mike DeMar DeRozan. And nobody thought that. I don't think anybody thought he would be on that kind of level, no matter how big of a DeMar DeRozan fan you are. But it was exciting. Uh, I'd like to see it continue going into next year. You know what I mean? Let's do that again. But, yeah, congratulations to him, Will. He he definitely uh, deserved that selection. Yeah, I don't think anybody thought – obviously, like, there was the whole consternation about the trading the first pick and giving him $28 million a year and all this stuff when they, when they uh, signed and traded for him last summer. Best case scenario, I think people thought he can be, like, good to very good. And not only was he beyond that, he was, like, beyond great. He was like outstanding. And so he he blew the top off of any expectations that we had. I I think he peaked probably two-thirds of the way through the season, right? Where he had that, you know, run into the all-star break. All of a sudden he's like, oh, this guy might be, yeah, he's gonna be an all-star starter. And then comes out of the break, has the seven or eight games, whatever it was, the 35 on 50%. And we're talking about all NBA first team, like being in the top five of the MVP voting, of course, that tapered off a little bit, still had an incredible season. Um, I was thinking just with how good the Celtics finished the year that Jason Tatum might lap him. LeBron, just being LeBron, might get the uh, popularity votes. Um, So I thought there was a chance he could be third team. I would have been very disappointed if he didn't make any of the teams. and I think also the position sort of requirements helped him a little bit, where if, if he was listed as a guard the way he was for the All-Star game, he there's a chance he doesn't actually make any of these teams. But given the fact that he was a forward, I think second team, you know, you can you can argue between him and LeBron for second team, but I think either way, that's a that's a pretty incredible honor to be mentioned in that same conversation and to outperform LeBron. Yeah, so it, it seems like all three of us are on board and, and feel like DeMar justly ended up yeah. on All-NBA second team. Um, you you brought up something interesting, Will, so we might as well talk about that now with the positions and the fact that DeMar was listed as a guard for All-Star voting, uh, made his way to an All-Star starter nod, listed as a forward for All-NBA voting. So if I understand this correctly, and like I was listening to it on, I think, Zach Lowe's podcast when he was doing his votes for All-NBA with one of his guests, you can list a player as your vote cast for different positions if you want, but whichever play, whichever position gets that player the most votes is the one that they are registered as. And a lot of people at this point are saying, well, why not just switch to positionless voting? 
because the biggest gripe that most people have, and I know people have been poking fun at Sixers fans recently because of this, but how does the man that finishes second in MVP voting yeah. in Joel Embiid yeah. – not make the first team all NBA. If he's the second best player in the league that se this season, how is he not on the first team? Dave, yes, you have your hand raised. Uh, yeah, I can answer that. Okay. Because the person who's the best is the MVP and plays the same position. Mm, yes. That's the reason. That's true. So do you take issue with that? <laughs> no. You don't? I have no problem with him being on the second team. I think it sucks. You know, like, yeah, ah, yeah, he should make it. But I... Like, dude, the person I put in front of you won the MVP. Like, that's that's all I'm saying in this scenario. He won the MVP. If it was someone in front of you who doesn't have a hardware next to him to show that he was literally better, like, if he doesn't have that, then I feel you. But if somebody playing your same – a good – listen, and I'm, let me go old school for you on this. Clyde Drexler, all right? When Clyde Drexler was always second team, you know what I'm saying? Why? Because Michael Jordan is number one, first team, and he's got all the hardware next to you telling him why this dude is going to be number one. He's got the MVP trophies next to him. You can't argue this stuff. Like, like for me, you can't. Like, if he didn't have this trophy, then we could have these debates. Then I'm like, yep, well, he's better. No, he's better. No, he's better. He's better. Boom. <laughs> I got this. I win. You know what I mean? That's it. That's a trump card for me. And for a decade and a half, like, you had even – Wilt Chamberlain and Bill, Bill Russell, Ru right, exactly. like going back and forth on yeah. these awards. Like we, you know, I'm sure Matt and Will heard that same thing. And we all listen to the same podcast. The only thing that I think sucks about it is that these votes, it's unfortunate for Joel Embiid because these votes play into his contract scale. Mm. That's the only thing that I Good think, point. you know, is a little bit fishy about the whole thing. Okay. It, it, that it probably that, shouldn't that's weigh what in. Happened. Yeah. That's what happened last year with Jason Tatum, who like basically split votes between guard and forward and then right. didn't make either team, didn't make any of the teams and missed out on like $40 million on his contract because he wasn't an all NBA player. So I, I totally agree with that, Joey. I think there are kind of like three schools of thought on it. One is like, this is the way it is. So we should preserve it. And Bill Russell and Wilt had to be first and second team. And that's just how it is. The other one being well, I don't care how it is. Like if it's not as good as it can be, like the NBA has always been the best league in the world because it's always updating and not just like sticking with the thoughts of the past because that's how things are. Right. That's super and lame. Sometimes that and the third one to ruining their awesome trophies, but sometimes and most of the time <laughs> it's progress from a progressive league. <laughs> and the, the last one being like complete indifference. I just don't care. And I think I, I get it. Like, there was this whole, I remember, like, I think Tim Bontemps and Brian Windhorst were arguing about it, like, well, I'm not going to vote for Joel Embiid as a forward just so we can be on the first team because he's never played forward, and right. this is just how it happened. Like, who cares? Like, get the best players on the on the team that they're supposed to be on. Like, let's change the rules if they're not good. So that's, that's kind of where I stand, and I think um, given the NBA's track record on – making changes, not being afraid to improve itself. Um, we'll probably see that in the next year or two. Um, and you mentioning the the contract effects that these selections can have and the power that the media has casting these votes. There were two players, Devin Booker, first team, and Carl Anthony Towns, third team, who were positively affected by that in qualifying for that extra bump in their 
max contract extension. Um, so the old super max. Sometimes it works <laughs> in their favor. Did, so did, did either of you have any issues with any of these first, second, and third teams? A snub or somebody mm-hmm. you saw on that list to say, eh, I don't know about that. Some people saying, you know, should Ja or Steph been mm-hmm. on the first team over maybe Booker? Uh, or or Tatum. I mean, Booker confidently had 82 first place votes compared yes. to 13 for Ja yeah. and nine, nine for Steph. As uh, Joey shows you the results of the voting there. Thank you, Joey. Um, some people You're I also back. said uh, saw have taken issue with Siakam making All NBA third team, mm-hmm. who had kind of an up and down year. Some people, maybe our pal Mark. Maybe our pal Celine saying, hey, where's Jimmy Buckets? Jimmy, Jimmy Buckets had a pretty darn good year on the number one seed in the East. Why didn't he at least make third team? What do you guys have an issue with, if anything, here? Um, I would say, Joey, where's Will? Can I get Will's face? Because I like, I like looking at Will's face right there. Right there. Give me the glass. There There's Will's is. face. There he is. There he is. That's Sorry, right Will. There. Sorry, Will. Um, Nobody wants to see this. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> International. Um, I didn't have a, a huge issue. Of course, there are nitpick things. The Devin Booker thing for me was the nitpick. I'm like, yeah, okay. I don't think it's too tough. I'm like, you, you know, I, I felt like it was uh, like a, when Dame was, was first team. Yeah. You know, like kind of just a body of work kind of thing. Yeah. Like, you know what, bro? Here you go. You know what I mean? Like, you, you deserve it. Also a star player on a 64-win yeah, team. exactly. And I was just about to say that, too. You know what I'm saying? Literally the best record in the NBA. And you got to get something for that. You know what I mean? So I'm not mad at him uh, for getting it. I did think when I was looking at the first team and second team, I'm looking at that second team like, damn, that's a pretty good squad right mm-hmm. there, man. I don't, I might, you know, if I saw first team and second team battle out in seven, I mean, that's a, I don't know, that's a pick 'em right there. That's a good series actually, uh, right there. But yeah, the the, the Carl Anthony Towns one was surprising to me. Mm-hmm. That one, that one surprised me for sure. Um, and not that I'm like he doesn't deserve it, but I just wasn't thinking of him, you know, to be on that level. Of being a third team, um, Wolves I, Wolves showed people they were for real this year. They though. did, they did, and shout out to Anthony Edwards, you know, doing his thing, and Pat Bell. I'm sure he had something to do with that. Um, but yeah, he was he was something, man. Carl Carl played well this year. He didn't. He played okay in the playoffs, but he played very well this year. It just wasn't crossing my mind uh, when I was thinking about Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, people were calling LeBron an outrage, which is crazy to me. Like, bro, I mean, you know, he put you, up. You didn't make the playoffs. He put there, up bro. hell, hell of good numbers. He, he did. He did on a trash team that didn't did. even make the play-in he tournament, did. and that's why he's on the. Third and he played, team. and he played like fifty-five games. That's, thank you, fifty-six games, Joey. That man played. <laughs> that's what he played. Fifty-six games. You got to play and at least. That's kind of. That's kind of the beauty of this whole thing is that it's built to start debate, right? Because everybody has their own criteria for what it means to be worth All NBA First Team, Second Team, Third Team, and whether it's a number of game cutoff where you have to play more than 60 games or a certain amount of points or your team has to win x amount of games and be whatever seed in the playoffs like it's the same thing with mvp defensive player um most improve all this stuff and i think that is what the nba wants they they want you to argue about who's the goat they want you to have debates about which team is better and like you know debate over accolades and whatever, because that's what makes the NBA awesome and interesting. And you can have a subjective opinion. Now there are circumstances and situations where it's like, okay, you guys just like, this was completely wrong. This is a popularity contest. Like this guy's not actually that good. But I think for the most part, it's kind of great that, you know, there aren't guidelines for 
how this should work because that's what starts the the debates. That it is. Anybody have an issue with Trey Young making that third team? I mean, I Hawks got off to a really bad start this year, and yeah. they were able to bounce back and at least make their way to that eighth spot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you see Trey Trey's numbers this year? They're pretty darn good. Yeah. <laughs> the Hawks so, with, with Trey Young are, like, the best offensive team in the league, and when he sits there, like, by far the worst. Like, again, it comes back to this idea of, like, what's important to you when you make these decisions? Like, right. is it record? Oh, they got the 10th seed, so they, he doesn't deserve to be All-NBA, or is it like, well, they didn't get the 10th seed, or they didn't get into the playoffs despite how good this guy was right. because right. he just didn't have enough help. So you can – it's the same thing with, like – you know, criticizing guys for having good teammates. Like Jokic did so much with Jamal Murray and uh, and MPJ out this year and had an incredible season worthy of an MVP for sure. But are you like criticizing Joel Embiid for having help? It's just, it is what it is. And and quickly about the, the Jimmy Butler not making it mm-hmm. um, and Pascal Siakam. I'm... I thought that was crazy. I, I thought I understand the argument, and the argument for me was more so about Jimmy's record and where Miami finished, and to not have anybody on the All NBA team. And you know, you're, you're number one. Team and it's not the like there were any other options on the Miami team, right? Like right. other guys stepped up throughout the season, but nobody was Correct. as good as Jimmy. I, I completely get that. But if I'm, you're gonna, if your argument is gonna be, if I'm looking at these numbers, you know, what I mean, for one, Jimmy, I don't think he played 60 games. He, I was just checking, he played 57. 57 games, plays 57 games. I think Siakam plays 67 or 68 or something like that. 68. See, yeah, Siakam averaged more points, shot better from the field, shot better from three, rebounded better. I believe he had 5.3 assists, and Jimmy had 5.5 assists. It, it's not insane, you know what I'm saying? That like, they didn't just pick a dude. Just to be nice to him. You know what I mean? Siakam had a hell of a year from a team that a lot of us thought wasn't going to be like that. Right. You know what I mean? And they were a absolute problem going forward, man. Remember when we were trying to duck Raptors? We were like, dude, I don't know. I don't think we want to play these Raptors right now, man. Seriously. So, no, I don't think it's not a slight. You know what I mean? Like, Pascal Siakam was really, 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 really good. The other thing that I want to point out here is just – the fact that we're trying to get Jimmy Butler, who's like about to lead his team to potentially another finals onto the all NBA third team is just how many great players, the just incredible depth of talent we have in the NBA today. I think it's by far as talented as it's ever been. And that's just amazing. I I love seeing all these teams and it just makes it so much more competitive too. When, People complain about, oh, it's going to be the Warriors and Cavs in the finals again this year. I'm not going to tune in. And now it's like, who knows who it's going to be because all these teams are just so good and anybody can get hot. I think that makes the the league just that much more interesting. Uh, speaking of that, Will, not only is there just so much amazing talent in the NBA right now, I saw this uh, this morning and did not realize it until I read this tweet, which is super cool and crazy. This is from Justin Kubatko on Twitter, at Jay Kubatko. All five 21-22 All-NBA first team selections are 27 years old or younger. Luka, 23. Tatum, 24. Booker, 25. Jokic and Giannis, 27. It's the first time that's happened since the 54-55 season with Bob Cousy, Faust, Johnson, Pettit, and Shays. Wow. First time since 55 wow. that all first team members are 27 or younger. Wow. 
the NBA is in amazing hands. Exactly. Anybody saying, oh, yeah, the NBA playoffs, but the, but LeBron's not there, or KD got bounced in the first round. Yeah. Who the hell cares? <laughs> you know what else is great? Is Go ahead, that, um, so basically the way this works is like first place votes are worth five points, second place votes are worth three, third place are worth one. So the top six total point getters, four of them are international talents. And I think it's another, I think I've probably mentioned this before, but it's just, it's so great for the game now. It's becoming so much more global and we're going to start to see even more international guys come into the league. And the ones that we have are so freaking good. Um, it's just going to continue to get bigger and better. And uh, talking about depth of talent, I mean, come on. Come on. Uh, I love this from Eli in the comments. Uh, next year's bold prediction, DeMar and Zach both will be first team members Ooh. for the Bulls. Yes, Ooh. Zach will sign with the Bulls. I like uh, that'll, that'll serve as a great transition because we are up next going to talk about how Zach did not make All-NBA mm -hmm. um, and what that means for his contract and also touch on the latest silly stupid rumors that are about on Zach Levine right now. But first, uh, shout out to our friends at PointsBet. Mm -hmm which today's episode is brought to you by. The best way to support CHGO is to download that PointsBet app and use promo code CHGO. That's right. When you sign up, if you do that right now, you're getting those two risk-free bets worth up to $2,000. But that's not all. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you're going to get what, Dave? That's right, a free CHGO membership, That's what which get. unlocks all of our amazing web content. Uh, Will's latest, he did Kobe White's season evaluation. That's he up did. now on allchgo.com. You get a CHGO t-shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker, plus access to our members-only Discord channels, one mm -hmm. for each team. Um, that's 2,000 free bets, membership, t-shirt, Discord access, all for making that $50 first-time deposit at PointsBet. And right now, with these conference finals games, you could be enjoying PointsBet's live NBA same-game parlays, which you can also boost while you're boost. watching live, while you're playing live, all available at PointsBet. Mm. Watch live, parlay live, boost live, and you can do it all from your phone. If you live in Illinois, online sign-up is available. Download the app, register your account, and start playing all from your phone. So once you start, you don't just bet. Go tell them what they do. You live your bet life. Mm. Boom shakalaka. All the way from Brazil. Listen. Can't, can't use it in Brazil. You got to be in Illinois. Oh, Come on, Brazil. Come on, Brazil. Get your act together. But I know one thing he can have in Brazil if he took it with him on this trip, mm. and that is some of Would that you know delicious Strava coffee. Mm. Oh, because I know... He wants to feel more alert. He wants to feel more focused, less anxiety, have a fewer aches and pains. You know, he took a long trip, man. It was a long ride. He don't want to feel all that. No, he just wants to relax and chill out. And nothing does that better for you than that Strava Craft Coffee because it's all about quality. Everything's in that small batch, fresh shipped straight to your door. Concentrated full-spectrum CBD tinctures. Mm, for those tinctures. looking for a more traditional CBD format, with that powerful entourage effect of benefits. Who don't like benefits? Nobody like benefits. CHGO listeners, though, I'll tell you what I do got for you. That 25% off their entire order. Oh, the whole thing. Using that code CHGO25. That's 25% off your entire order at StravaCraft.com. StravaCraftCoffee.com. And we use that code CHGO at Check out. And for you people that already love it, like this man right here, 
You subscribe and save with the Strava Coffee Club, y'all. With that, you are in control. You can save on your favorite coffees and have them automatically delivered to your home or office on your preferred schedule. Do you have a favorite, Matt? Do you have a favorite Strava? Uh, yeah, I like the Colombian Ooh. with like the medium uh, potency of CBD. Nice. It's perfect for any time of day. Mm. Get you some of this, y'all. It's doing wonders for this young man right here. It will do wonders for you also. Strava Craft Coffee. What's it is, your lips? It's so good. <laughs> he couldn't wait to play that. Joey, tell me, what the, the tell me what the hell's going on well, in the chat. Right it's now. hard for me to tell when you're going to end the ad reads for Strava, for mm-hmm. Athletic Greens, because when you throw me points back, you hit me. Right. So I know right when to do it. But for oh, this, I've got to make you know, sure. I the tagline on it. I know. Go. I've got something for the next time you drop the tagline. Cool. But uh, what's going on in the chat? Somebody made a comment that I was filming a movie called The Producer. Somebody okay. referred to me as The Producer. And then okay. they said, Not to making, be confused with The Producers, right, which right. is already no, no, no. a show and a movie. Yes, it says, is. making a, my own bad guy film. So I said I would, you know, hopefully be portrayed by Christian Bale. That might be a little bit. Hmm. <laughs> Okay, out of my you. league. Think, but then uh, we were trying to off a lot of yourself, don't you, Joey? We were trying to. I actually said that I think Matt without the thing without the mustache looks a little Christian Bailey. But then we were we were trying to cast the rest of the movie. Okay. So I was saying like, I got uh, Daniel Kaluuya for I don't know how to say that for Big Dave. I okay. got Jesse Eisenberg for for Goatlieb. Oh, that's pretty good. You like that one? I think that was pretty good. Yeah, although although Jesse Eisenberg has a little too much nerdiness. Yeah. They share some some similarities as what they look like. I think it's more of the profile. Peck, Peck, I had Aaron Paul. I got to keep thinking about it. I thought you because I yelled bitch at everyone. I was about to say because of the rage. (laughs) You don't (laughs) like that one? Mostly the rage. I thought that was a good one. Okay. Mark K is uh, maybe like Hugh Jackman. Chris Hemsworth. Somebody because, because, just because, oh, because he's, he's Australian. Australian. You can't give him Hemsworth. Come on. That's a lazy comparison. <laughs> that is, man. We can do better than that. All right. Come on, okay. Man. I'm sorry. Keep, I like, keep who, them coming in the comments. Who said Pete Davidson, Pete Davidson for Mark K? <laughs> I love that. Oh, oh, Hayes said that. I also love that, that yeah. Hayes said, okay, Adam Driver for me. Mm. Thank you. Adam Driver's awesome. Craig Robinson plays Big Dave. Okay. So, oh, I know where you're going. I know where you're going. Go ahead. Go a ahead. year ago, two years ago, uh, after this man right here convinced me to start watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine <laughs> well after it had started airing, I was hesitant because like sometimes Andy Samberg is a little too much. And I was like, oh, I don't know. Andy Samberg is the main character. That's a lot of Andy Samberg. Watched it. Of course, I immediately loved it. And Dave was like, just just wait till you get to the Craig Robinson episodes <laughs> and see how he and Andy Samberg's character interact with each other on that show because it's you and me. And I watched and I was like, oh, my God, you're right. <laughs> Dead on. It's Peralta, Doug Judy right here. That's it, man. It's scary. It was scary, so, dude. But you got any more of all time. Yes, man. If you've got any more ideas for the cast, just let us know in the comments. Yeah, put them in the comments, man. Well, that's Lawrence awesome is going to be played by uh, Aaron Rodgers, obviously. That's, <laughs> that's <a good> <laughs> it's already been the works. Are we all so excited to watch Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady? Tom Brady played like doubles golf this I'm weekend. Say no. or whatever. I'm, yeah. I'm not ready for any of that. No, I'm no, good. thank you. Having uh, having worked on the match back in my BR days, I can promise you, I will not be watching that. <laughs> well, there's a great ringing endorsement. Um, all right, so we're so we're done with our ad reads. So we're done with our movie casting. Let's move on. Zach Levine, first half of the season, maybe people were thinking he might make third team All NBA. Yeah, maybe even second team All NBA. 
Um, he was pretty close uh, in, as far as all-star voting to getting yeah. a starting nod as opposed to a reserve so nod. Indeed. He deals with the knee in the back half of the season. His numbers dip a little bit, and um, he is not featured on any of these All-NBA teams, which now makes it official. Joey, do you have that tweet from Bobby Marks that you can throw up there? That without making an All-NBA roster, these are the contracts, the biggest contracts that Zach Levine can sign in his unrestricted free agent summer coming up. Five years and $212.3 million is that five-year max that he can sign with the Bulls. Mm -hmm. Any other team that is not the Bulls, the most he can sign is four years and $157.4 million. Mm-hmm. Had he made an All-NBA selection, those numbers would have been higher as far as the cap percentage would have gone from 30 to 35, uh, so the, he, the Bulls offer could have been even bigger. Mm-hmm. Those are the contracts now that Zach can sign, which to me... It's not a big it's not a big deal because I think we were all ready for Zach to miss out on all NBA selections the way his season ended. To me, it's just another step towards the ultimate destination, which is Zach signed with the Bulls. Yeah. Because they can offer him that number instead of this number. Yeah. I, seeing those numbers really did it for me. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not a math guy. Just not. It's not what I am. But when I see something simple like that, I'm like, wait, is that $55 million? Yeah, I know that kind of math right there, man. Like, I don't see him turning down that to go somewhere else. And, you know, even, again, I brought up Stacey King one more time. Just hearing his reaction to it, like, where are you going to go? That's, they're going to let you play like you want to play and do what you want to do and be who you want to be. And then I'm like, yeah, doing all that yeah, for less money. You know, like, oh, man, I I don't see I, – I, I just don't – I don't see it, guys. I'm I'm looking at it. I just don't see it. Will, Will, you tell me your thoughts. I like that – uh when Stacy said that, he he kind of mentioned like, where are you gonna go where they're not gonna make you play defense? And I just kind of kind of lost it at that one, because uh, he should he should be playing defense in Chicago. Um, but I think the other way to look at it though is, had he been eligible for the supermax, I think that's even more incentive to stay in Chicago, where the difference of what the Bulls can offer versus another team is that much more dramatic. I still think. It's going to be fine, and we can talk about the rumors and yada yada. But uh, this is this is kind of what we thought coming into the uh, off season, and I agree with you, Matt, that that's what he's going to take. Yeah, he's taking that money. But that doesn't mean that people can't throw out all kinds of crazy rumors just to rile things up, right? Yeah, he was in L.A. talking about how much he loved the Lakers. Oh you know, yeah, thanks dinner. TMZ, <laughs> thanks paparazzi. God, paparazzi are like the human version of mosquitoes. Yeah, they bug and bug and bug. They do no good for anyone. What yeah. is the point? But and I'm, you know what? I was so glad because you you said something great, Will, when uh, Matt and I were talking about this off off air yesterday, and he said, "Oh man, you can just tell Zach was just so bothered, you know, by all of this." And then I thought of, I was like. You know where that won't happen? <laughs> There's the fl- where that won't happen, and you can get you an extra $55 million, too? You know where you won't be under the microscope? Uh, right here in this beautiful city of uh, Chicago, sir. No paparazzi in Chicago. Not going to happen here. We wouldn't allow it. As soon as we see it, man, it's going it to really, run them off. It really is the best of both worlds for him, where it's a big a big market where he can still be the man, uh, but not have like the extreme L.A. glamour bullshit draped over him the whole time and it's also not like san antonio or 
Orlando, who are the teams with cap space here. You know, like it's it's the perfect middle ground. It's a perfect place for him to be. I still think that a sign and trade could potentially happen. I'm not uh, convinced that it will. I still think the extremely likely outcome is for him to be back. But um, the sign and trade is the one option where he can get that max 212.3 million and still play for another team should he decide to. Right, which is a point of clarification in case anybody watching still hasn't had it clarified for them yet. I've seen plenty of Bulls accounts on Twitter over the last week or so saying, well, you know, even if he doesn't want to stay with the Bulls, but he wants, you know, he can, they can sign and trade and he can still get that $5 million in a sign and trade. Or, I mean, sorry, five years in a sign and trade. Incorrect. That is against the rules. If it's a sign and trade, the most it can be for is four years. So that option, not on the table, yeah. was never on the table. Yeah. Not now, not never. Yeah. And <laughs> hey, uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> so I got Joey. Yeah, you did. Yeah. I got him early. I got him early with the math. Yeah. I got him with the fifty-five mil. You got him with that. Yeah, yeah. We're coming at Joey today. But but the the other thing, Matt, like about this, like this would also make sense, Will, to me, if there was bad blood here in Chicago. You know what I mean? Like if he. Was oh, have you not heard? Out. He hates Demar Derozan now. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. That's the thing. Excuse me. Apologize. But but he he he's loved here. He's loved by his teammates. And most importantly, he's loved by his front office. They absolutely love Zach Levine. And to go somewhere else where you be giving that away, plus giving away say-so on top of that, Will. Like, you're giving away they, – they're coming to him asking him, what do you need? Well, how can we help this team, you know, be better? What, do you, what players should we be looking at? Like, they're not – no, that ain't happening when you go to L.A. Like, they're coming to Braun, period. Like, you, you go over there and you do something. You know what I'm saying? Like, we ain't talking to you right now. He is actually, they're treating him like he is the one. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And he's getting that respect. And to give that respect up along with money on top of that and comfort, all of that, that just doesn't make sense to me, Will. The, uh, the thing that I first immediately, where my mind immediately went when I heard about the Jake Fisher article where he, he mentioned that Zach wasn't happy playing second fiddle in the fourth quarter was – to just look at the fourth quarter scoring between him and Demar, so uh, I got the numbers for you because you know I do. Come on. Um, in clutch moments, games in the fourth quarter that is within five points either way and within five minutes to go, Demar was third in the league in clutch points at four point one, and Zach was sixteenth at three point zero. So we're talking about one point. Yeah. Okay. In fourth quarter scoring altogether, Demar was second in the league with 8.4 and Zach was 18th at 5.9. So we're talking about like a couple points. Okay. They're getting their shots up. Um, let's see what, how many actually their shots up. So Zach was getting four field goals in the fourth quarter and two in clutch minutes. Damar was getting two in 2.3 in clutch minutes and 5.5. So we're talking about like one extra shot, half, half of a, a shot on average. Close. Like, yeah. That's pretty darn close. And then, and then you're also thinking about like the difference in outcome. So last year when Zach was getting more shots, what were the Bulls doing? They losing. were losing. They were losing all of those games. Uh, the they weren't even in those clutch situations because they weren't good enough to get there. So give me a break. Yeah. Um, in, in case I loved all of that. And in case you missed that Jake Fisher Bleacher Report report, big old fat air quotes there. Uh, that Will mentioned just now. Here it is. I'll run through it quickly. 
One specific note has been frequently repeated by league figures with knowledge of the situation. The fourth quarter brilliance that put DeRozan in the MVP conversation often left Levine watching from the corner as DeRozan isolated in the po- in the mid post. While Chicago was supposed to be Levine's team, featuring new running mates for the Bulls' all-star centerpiece, Levine was routinely rendered to a supplementary role alongside DeRozan. This is not to suggest a rift between Levine and DeRozan, but you know what you're doing. Uh, but it provides necessary context as to why Levine is suddenly viewed as a gettable free agent from rival front offices as opposed to a straightforward extension case. You know what that is the equivalent of? That's the equivalent of me reading the nutrition facts on a bag of kale. Because I ain't ever eating it. So why write it? Nonsense. This is nonsense. I hate that I just read it, but it's out there. Bleacher Report, People, a lot of sports fans, a lot of Bulls fans probably, read Bleacher Report stuff. Something like this, and and take it seriously. Jake Fisher throws a lot of stuff around there, especially in the offseason when it's rumor season in the NBA. That's three paragraphs of, well, this is probably nothing, but here's all the reasons that it might be, could be, maybe something. It's freaking... Uh, and if we have to deal with another month of this, you know what I mean? Like, it is going to be more and more of this again because Zach Levine is the number one free agent. He's number one. You know, everybody's sought after guy is Zach Levine. So you have to create something. Like, man, we got to talk about something. Well, maybe it could happen, but probably not. <laughs> but here it could be. I love that he, he even undercuts himself. This is not to suggest a rift between Levine and DeRozan. <laughs> right. But here, let but, me suggest that there might be a, little, a rift between Levine and DeRozan. Like, you know what you're doing. It's you bad. know what you're doing. Stop that. Cut it out. I need to smack your nose with a newspaper like a dog. Ah. Bad dog. Ah. Come on. Ah. I do, like, I'm happy that we don't talk about that every single show because... Like even Stacy said yesterday, we're not TMZ. Like that was a nice endorsement for us. And thank you. And Stacey. Chicago Bulls Central, your boy Hayes is saying it right here too. Like, let's just cover the count. We don't need to spin all these rumors for the. Right. We're gonna know right. in a month, guys. Like, you know, let's just talk about Bulls and and what we actually know rather than speculate for the next. We don't know Jack. You don't know Jack. It's one of my favorite games. Well, Great computer also, game. It's like it's okay if you want to like it's okay if you want to like mentally prepare yourself for the 5% chance that Zach does end up leaving. That's fine. But to like do, and it's like the same thing that people tried to do with Jimmy and Derrick Rose in 2015. Like, oh, they don't like each other. Whose team is it now? And then it was like Jimmy versus Rondo. It was like, like, why are we doing this? These guys like each other. They want to play together. Like if you want to have a reasonable conversation about like why Zach might want to go somewhere else, fine. But we have nothing, no substantiated evidence that would actually suggest that he would want to leave. And just to make stuff up is super lame. Yeah. And I mean, it's it's clearly the goal and the primary goal for a lot of sports media outlets right now. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's we understand why they do it, mm-hmm. because a lot of the money behind sports media now is about sponsorship and the clicks and social media engagement that is attached to those sponsorships. They want to see numbers. They want to see engagement. So you know, giant eye-popping headlines that say Zach Levine and some random, you know, inflammatory verb and then name of NBA team that's not the Bulls Mm -hmm. is going to get all kinds of clicks on Twitter and on YouTube, and that's why people are doing it. We're not going to do that. No. Because why? All all that's doing is riling people up and lying to Bulls fans who are looking for the truth. And here's a fact we didn't even mention because we were doing the show with Stacey yesterday. We haven't even mentioned it yet. Zach Levine had successful knee surgery. 
He's good. Yeah, that's a good thing, guys. That's another step in the process. Yes, it was a successful surgery. Yes, yes. Those are the facts we discuss here. You know what I'm saying? That's what we'll go more in depth on is that kind of awesomeness right there. Zach that Levine. was part of the process. Breaking. Zach Levine has successful knee surgery and therefore will sign with the Lakers. Whoa. Where he had the surgery in LA. That's surgery clearly Los a sign. Angeles. It's clearly yeah, a sign. Oh my god. The, the, the guy in the TMZ video, whoever it was, like holding the camera or holding was like, Oh, Zach, like, what are you doing here in LA? And he was like, dude, I live here. <laughs> Is that a good enough answer for you? Can you walk the fuck away now? <laughs> it's the same thing with LeVar. Like the the conversation about, you know, Zach wanting to go to the Lakers. Well, look what he said about Lonzo. It was good news. He said Lonzo will be ready, but like he didn't actually say anything about Lonzo's knee or what's going to happen. He just said he'll be ready. Like we don't even know if that's true. So why are we now putting weight into what he said about Zach? And then the TMZ guy asked Zach like about the LeVar thing. He's like, haha, me and Lonzo are boys. Like they didn't, they didn't clip that quote. So whatever, I'm I'm done with this. I, Good. I thought I skipped the LeVar Ball episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, we uh, we want want to before we get out of here wrap up our player grades with two more precious individuals, Ooh. Tristan and, uh, and uh, Tristan and Manny. I thought Legend. I missed this episode. Before yeah. we do that, Big Dave, one more quick shout out to our people at Points Bet. Oh, it's the reason I came to CA Joe was just for this episode right here, just so I could do this. And also, I want to do this. If you enjoy CAGO, one way to, to continue to help us to grow that right, is to download the Points Bet app right now and use that code CAGO when you sign up because not only are you getting those two, count them one, two risk free bets up to $2,000, but if you make a $50 or more first time deposit, you will receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of that awesome web content. And there's more. You'll even get a free t shirt of your choice from that CHGO locker. All right. And all the people in this beautiful state of Illinois and this wonderful, wonderful city of Chicago where it is fat man summer weather outside, baby. I love it so much. You can actually download the points bet app right now and register your account from start. To finish, all from your phone. You'll be signing up with the fastest sports book easier than ever so you can start living your bet life in seconds. So once, what are you waiting for? I don't know. Because once the game starts, you don't just bet. Wheel in Brazil, tell them what you do. You live your bet life. Joey. If you're good at something, never do it for free. Better preach that. <laughs> Facts. Better talk that. All right. Um, moving on. We've got our grades, our final grades of our player evaluations for the 21-22 season. Are we ready, gentlemen? Yeah. I think can mostly the, this is just going to be meathead grades. What'd you say, Will? Say it again. Can we get the applause, Joey? Come on. We're, yeah, we're Joey, the applause, Joey. It's the last evaluation. Exciting. I got something better here. Will, Will <laughs> is very, better. very happy about the fact. Oh, usually there's some kind of giant yeah, fanfare yeah, at the I'm end ding. of the drum roll. waiting for that. Ding. Ding. <laughs> Come on, Joey. Next time I give oh, Will what he wants. <laughs> we'll, we'll try again after. That's okay. We'll try again. Team efforts here. Will's very excited to be done with player grades. He is very so excited. excited. He can't wait. Because, I mean, hard, you know what I'm it means. I'm having a hard time pretending I'm not. <laughs> it means when we're done with player grades, we move on to draft stuff, baby. Yes. Um, all right. So, Tristan first. We got to save the best for last. Yes, Tristan first. We'll do first. Tristan first. Mm -hmm. Here you see our grades <laughs> for Tristan Thompson. Uh, for those listening on the pod, 
F plus FF on offense, FFF on defense, FFF overall. And then oh. let us get to okay. So I guess I have to quickly justify why I was the lone F plus on offense. <laughs> I don't think you do, but, uh, but go ahead, go ahead. Grabbed a lot of offensive boards. Okay. He then proceeded to get fouled under the basket and shoot fifty four percent from the free throw line, <laughs> but because he grabbed some offensive boards, I gave him an F plus. Yeah, yeah. Every other grade was an F. F. And then we got our meathead grades. Yeah. Let's do the meathead grade because yeah, F's. Everybody knows why they why he got F's. It's so disappointing. I was an advocate for him, and he didn't do anything. Right. I'm, I'm going to get it. Forget it, though. Let's get to the meathead. Let's okay. The meathead. Um, do, you, do you care to take a guess on what mine is? Uh, is it Kardashian something? Oh! Kardashian curse is real. There's the goat! <laughs> that is correct. The Kardashian yeah. curse I needed, is I the real. There it is. K-C-I-R. It's real, man. Stay away <laughs> it's so real. from the Bulls. My God, it's so real. Like, my goodness, it's sad. Like, you just think of all the players. And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no championships on any of these teams. Oh, my goodness, man. Like, that's, yeah, terrible. Uh what uh, what do you got here with GITV? Oh, oh, I know what Dave's You know is. what it is. Will, do you know what Dave's is? GITV? I'm I'm not sure. Okay. I know Joey doesn't know it for sure, but Joey, this is important because we're gonna be doing this when this, when we get into free agency and all that. You don't know this yet. But on Twitter, there's something I do. I've been doing it for years that people love. And it's called Get in the Van. All right. And what that means is, Joey. When players leave here, whether they're traded, whether it's free agency, whatever, when they leave here, they either get a plane, they either get a bus, or they get a van. So just for example, Derrick Rose, just depending on how well they play. Derrick Rose. gets the plane. Rose gets a plane, right? Rose gets a plane, okay. right. Luol Deng, for me, he got a bus. They got a luxury bus. Oh, so it's a nice but bus. But it's a bus. It's a nice, a nice bus. bus. Right. But when you're trash, when you're an atrocity, <laughs> when you're somebody that I never would have seen again in my life, you get in the van. And Tristan Thompson is a fleet of vans waiting outside for you, sir. There are no windows on any of them. There might be some nails on the floor because there ain't no seats. Get in the damn van, sir, and get this man the hell out of Chicago, please. Thank you. So uh, he who must not be named was thrown in the back of a garbage truck. Oh, my God. Listen, man, chloroformed, (laughs) (laughs) tossed in the back. I was actually driving to work yesterday, and I drove on the highway next to, like, a trailer that had a bunch of, like, livestock in it. Like horses and sh- like, mm-hmm. you know, maybe that's a step below the van. You just get in like a trailer with a bunch of hay. Yeah. Oh, man. The horse- ride, maybe also dangerous, might get kicked in the head by a, a little horse. Bit. A little bit. It could be a thing. It could be a thing. I love that. All right, Will, what do we got for yours? S-Y-A. S-Y-A. What is oh, bring Will back. Where is Will? There uh, he is. S-Y-A. What does S-Y-A mean? Well, I just, I first want to get into this a little bit because I think not only was Tristan a complete zero on offense, uh, a negative defender and somebody that Billy was sort of forced to put in to games more than you might think he should because the Bulls used their uh, biannual part of their biannual exception on him. Uh, so overall, and then the like leadership stuff and yelling at people and the playoff challenges, like just none of it went right. So for me, see ya. <laughs> Out of here, man. That what that is. See ya. I like that. All right. Just well, real simple. That's why I was thinking um, maybe C? it means it's short for something, but maybe it's just yeah. 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 But okay. But do you spell C-Y-A or S-Y-A? 
I spell it like if I'm spelling it like that, I'm putting a C. Right. But he's the goat. Maybe he can do it how like he wants. I was just doing like space. S-E-E-Y-A. That's what yeah. I was going for. But no, you're right. you could have gone either way. No, yeah, you're the writer. Okay, so it makes sense why you would go that way, sir. The what? one positive I'll give Tristan, it, his first game, I believe, was that was March fourth mm-hmm. against the Bucks. Mm-hmm. That was the first game we watched together. Mm-hmm. He helped usher in, you know, the air of CHGO Bulls. Big Dave was very excited about his addition to the I team. I was very excited because he came in, talked, saying all the things I needed him to say. He was the guy I wanted back in November. I was like, yeah, give me this dude. Like, I, he could do something on this team. He'd just be a goon for us. He wasn't even a good goon. He couldn't even goon for me. Like, that's all I wanted. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, just talk. Oh, no, you can't be coming up on our players like that. We can't do that stuff like that. We're going to have to retaliate. And then Grayson Allen jumping into your chest, and you doing nothing. Nah, bro, you get, get out. Like, go, get your stuff, man. Like, get the van. Get the van. Get him out of here. Can't even goon for me. <laughs> Sounds like a disappointed partner in a relationship. <laughs> You're not giving me nothing. You're not even gooning for me. Not even gooning for me. Can't even goon for me, bro. So me, Tristan man. gets a van. Beautiful hat. Shout out to old Buckness in the comments who said, and live in that van down by the river. Down by the you're, river. You're always getting on my good side if you're throwing Farley quotes out there. <laughs> Love it. Uh, all right. So that is and was the brief Tristan Thompson experience Peace. with the Chicago Bulls. <laughs> a goodbye, sir. Yeah. Now let's go to Maddie yeah. Legend. Yes, sir. All right. These grades look a little more complicated than just F's <laughs> across the board. <laughs> Um, I went with an F plus for him as well. How dare you? Um, can't really remember why I gave him the plus. Yeah, well, I guess he knocked down a couple of threes. Makes no sense. Cheer, cheered on his teammates when they made baskets. Uh-huh. There's there's an F plus for you, I guess. <laughs> look, at, look at the GOAT. Gave, gave him a D. That's acceptable. That's a passing grade, yes, technically. And, and he deserves that. He deserves that D. So I am flabbergasted. He had threes. Like you can't give him an F. Like he, he was, he's like he's legitimately a very good shooter. That's yes. the that I gave him that. He wasn't really able to do that, and he made mostly not good decisions that led him to not be able to contribute in addition mm-hmm. to injuries. But yes. uh, there's a there's a shooter in there, and I rewarded that with a D, Shot. which is not really saying all that much. 38.5% from downtown. Oh, that's not an F. That's all I'm telling you. Shot 41% from the field. That's not what we're asking. <laughs> we're talking about three, sir. He says a three-point shoot. That's what he does. All right, Dave, Dave I got to know what L is. Yeah, what is, what's what are L? We doing here? Just a big fat L, like a W versus an L? No, the L is for legend. Oh, okay. It's Maddie Legend. Okay. Maddie Legend gets known. the L for legend. Because who was it that told us in practice he is a legendary practice player? That is that man Will Go Gottlieb said that, sir. He is the man. That's legendary stuff. That is how they're it's grown. True. Who sits it's on those sidelines, jumping that rope, right? High fiving everybody and in such a legendary way. When the Bulls went on their longest winning streak of the year, guess who was getting ticked? The legend. That's who. I don't. Damn re- it! I don't recall that happening. Uh-huh. Oh, I do. I do not recall I that do. happening. I do. Nine in a row, legendary status. Yeah, call me Marjorie Taylor because I do not that's recall. Another reason. <laughs> that's another reason why I didn't go F plus or D minus here because. In the five-on-five pregame, you know, warm-up games, you give the ball to Matt Thomas and you Mm. get the hell out of his way because he (laughs) is getting buckets. So that counts for something. That counts counts for something. Counts, sir. Okay. All right. Um, Moving to Divas. Where is is Will? 
Where's the where is the circle? Um, where is the we defense? don't have this. That's we don't have the know. circle on when we have the grades usually. Oh, okay, I see. Right. Um, you, you guys aren't on the screen right now. No, I know. I, know, I just I, we just I like, like Dave said earlier. I like. I, yeah, I like well, well, bro, bring nice him back. Safe in that little circle. Yeah, bring him back. Uh, there, you go. there he is. is. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, so Will and I both gave uh, <laughs> Maddie F's for defense, which is fairly obvious. Dave, you added some extra letters in front of mm-hmm. giving him an F on defense. I P T F. The hell does that stand for? It stands I for the fool. I plead the fifth. Oh, okay. <laughs> I plead the fifth on this uh, one. I should have. I should have done that. For I don't. All I don't. I don't know. I, I was too busy focused on the offensive skills and the legendary status of that to focus on what he was doing defensively. I was too busy watching them win their nine game winning streaks while he was getting all the tick. And I watched his effort. Did you see the effort that man was putting in on defense? He was Maddie always – the, the shorts were always just right, pressed, creased, were correctly placed, already right, tucked in and laced up. He was in the perfect defensive position every time. I, I plead the fifth on that. Like a like an untouched Rodgers jersey at Soldier <laughs> Field on a Sunday. Um, all right, so – uh, go. What does NTSH mean in your meathead grade for Maddie Legend? Nothing to see here. I just like. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like I, I feel bad even like giving him grades because it's like, dude, he's just like, you know, don't beat a, beat a dead horse. But there's just nothing to see here. That's such a good here. delivery. That is. It was. Um, it was very good. Uh, Dave. Do you have a guess for what my HNRN meathead grade is? Uh, I don't. I don't. He's no Ryan Null. Oh, <laughs> Big Dave's other favorite Chicago athlete, who is known for occasionally getting some tick and not doing a whole lot. But you know who actually has made more plays for his Chicago team than Matty Legend did this season mm-hmm. is Ryan Nall. Matty okay. Legend, you are no Ryan Nall, sir. I just Bears want- <laughs> legend. Yeah, I just want to point out that when Matt Thomas was getting the tick, the Bulls winning, Bulls in the playoffs, Ryan Nall, no tick, no playoffs. Just pointing that out to you, man. That's, that's the thing. It happened. He's a legend. Just, I will, I will, I will regale you with tales of Ryan Nall's greatness one day because Matt is sick of hearing about it from me because I talk about it all the day. No time. longer on the squad. He is not. But I'll show you the cameo video that that we got for him because there is a cameo. I video will say there's there's something great about hearing about fans like irrational love for just totally random players. So I I love that. I want to. I me. definitely want to hear about some Ryan Nall. Oh, that's me all day long. Um, as far as my me head great. I mean, it should be simple for me. Legends don't get grades. They don't. Oh. You don't grade a legend, man. You don't grade a legend. You, you, that's what they are. They are accepted for their greatness. You don't give grades to legends. You just say, you know what? You're a legend. You're beyond this. This is who you are, and that is who Matt Thomas is, sir. Matty Legend. I was going to go with the greatest uh, number 21 of all time, but I didn't want to make anybody oh, so angry. I was My like, God. you know what? No, let, Dude, me, let me get off of that. Mark would get on a plane from <laughs> Australia right now. Oh, I, you should have saw me when I put it on Twitter. That was one of the best days of my life. <laughs> People lost their Jimmy minds. Jimmy Stans came out oh with their torches God. and pitchforks. You think Beyonce's got a beehive? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Butler, man. How dare you? It was great. It was great uh, all right. And so our overall grades from Maddie Legend to wrap us up, uh, D-H-I-M-H for me. <laughs> Dave's happiness is my happiness. Uh, that is my grade for Maddie Legend. Uh, 
Maddie Legend's presence on this team for some reason yes. made Dave happy. It did. When Dave's happy, I'm happy. It did. Thank you, sir. Hey, Dave, is that. your is your overall grade you already know? You already know. <laughs> Come on with it. You already know. You know what it is, Joey. It's the legend. We already know what it is, y'all. It's the legend. It's who he is. Embrace it. Go. We should have ended with Matt's because that is the note that we should have ended these evaluations on. <laughs> Mine is a lot more sad and apathetic. It is just incomplete. incomplete. I don't know what I don't know I don't know what to say, man. I just I don't know what to say. Nothing to see here. Nothing to see Nothing here. To see here. <laughs> Actually, when you line them up, Goat's grades are amazing. They D, are. F, F. Nothing to see, see here. here. Incomplete. Get out of here. <laughs> hey, you Hey, Look at that. Look Joey. at this incredible work from Joey. Keep that keep that van, Joey. <laughs> oh, we're ready, and look who's driving. I see it. Yeah. Oh, I see it, sir. Big I Dave said, I'll get you on the first van out. I'll, first I'll, van I'll, out. I'll drive you. I don't know. That one looked a little too nice, man. Too many windows. That is shiny. <laughs> that, that just went through the car wash. That's just right. He got Way it clean. Way too clean. Because he was a classy. Joey's a classy individual. <laughs> Not me. Not with that one, sir. You lucky. That, that Joey, the only thing that works on there properly is mm -hmm. the engine and the tires. Right. To make sure you get the hell out of here. Anything else on there? The lights, seats. You ain't got to worry about none of that, man. Yeah, we'll see how the van, if it's still looking as clean. But I love this. When we get there to pick up Kobe. Oh, but I love where your head is out. It's oh, great. Oh, God. It's great. I love where your head is at. I also love that we're taking driving the Bulls fan van away from someone who should not be behind the wheel ever. Yeah, but he's 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 in a bus. Huh? Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, that, his is the bus. Oh, right. Big red bus. Yeah, he's got the bus. Um, Speaking of, makes me think of... Um, Junior Mark, a.k.a. C-Red Ted, yes. celebrating a birthday. Hey. I saw he got a C-Red truck. Some Or no, not a truck, a train. <laughs> Mark posted a Twitter, Twitter picture of it. I just saw it earlier while we were on the show. Uh, he His son got an adorable, awesome red train. Wow. And um, I, I trust his son to drive it more than any Bulls fan <laughs> vehicle that our pal Fred's ever driving. <laughs> Shout out C-Red Ted. And also shout out my nephew CJ. It's also his birthday today. Shout out as CJ. well, man. Little Bulls fan, I assume. Oh, no. Nothing little about him. That man's like 22 years old, bro. Nothing little about that young fella, dog. But a Bulls fan. But not a Bulls fan. He is not. He's right, a well, Lakers fan because his father is a Lakers fan. All right. Well, your nephew's not cool, then. He's not, he's not a Bulls fan. Where were you when you were supposed to be giving your nephew Dude, a bunch of Bulls stuff? He doesn't live here. I can't save everybody. Okay. All right? Trust me. I got one of my That's nephews. Fun. Have fun not having Zach Levine on your team next year. <laughs> That's the note to end on. We got to get out of here. We ran a little long because we had some stuff to discuss at the top of the show, which circling back to that, we love you, Bulls Nation. Yes. Uh, t yesterday was hard. Today is hard. But you know what always helps? Laughing, uh, being around people who you love, and um, trying to find some, some good positive moments throughout the day. Um, hug some people. Smile at some strangers. Word. Try and put some positivity out in the world today because we – Sure as hell could all use it. Um, thanks, as always, for tuning in. Subscribe to the CHGO Sports YouTube channel if you aren't already. We got more content for you guys on deck today. We got some baseball action coming. Um, follow us on Twitter, Bulls underscore Peck. Bow, BAWL Sports. <laughs> Won't Gottlieb. We are what CHGO underscore Bulls. Thanks, as always, to our pal and our producer, Joey, for hanging out Joey. with us. Doing a great job. And uh, we will talk to you tomorrow. Same time, same place. 3 p.m. Chicago time. Another live show. Love you, Bulls Nation. See you, Red. Be good.